return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Deb, great to have you here as well. Deb uh, Kalsbeck's got a message for us, so let's welcome her all right as she comes to share the Word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you handle a little more good news? Amen. Hey, come on. Where else can you find such good news? Oh, glory to God. Father, thank you that we don't ever have to be ashamed of this good news. Thank you, Lord. It's the power of God unto salvation. All this power that's unleashed every time we read and declare your word. We're, We're just so thankful, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anoint our hearts to receive it, to believe it, and make it part of our lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we're titling today, Giving God Something to Work With, Declarations Number 4. I hope nobody's thinking again. I heard this little statement by Bill Johnson this past week. Who knows what year he actually said it, but I finally heard it this week. He said that the devil understands repetition a lot better than we do. Does he ever quit? And he doesn't mind saying the same thing again and again and again and again and again. So we should not stop speaking this glorious good news and put it in our mouths and just let it go forth. So, the entire universe, friends, was created by the Word of God. He spoke it and it came into existence. We meditated last time on Hebrews 11.3. The King James puts it like this. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. We're talking about a spoken Word of God. That's the way the complete Jewish Bible puts it. Spoken Word of God. Voice activated. Very good. Very good. The Holy Ghost was just hovering, just waiting for a spoken Mm -hmm. word. Sometimes we think, well, if I just think it, no, it's got to come out of our mouth. And the rest of that King James verse says, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The Passion Bible, were we able to grab that one? Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. And we talked last time a little bit about how we have the same power to to bring things from the invisible to the visible. Now, like I said, the entire universe was created by the spoken word of the Lord. And not only was that word powerful enough to release it from the invisible to the visible, To this very day, everything is upheld, kept in place by the word of his power. Hebrews 1.3, King James, we're referring to Jesus. If you go back to verse 2, you can see that. But it says here, who being the brightness 
of his glory and the express image of his person. And here it is, upholding all things by the word of his power. NIV uses the phrase sustains, that God sustains it all by his powerful word. The How do I say it? God's word translation? Okay, this is how it puts it. Do we have the right one? Yes. Sentence number two. He holds everything together through his powerful words. You really should write that down because that is quite a phrase, friends. Message says the same. The passion says the same. By the mighty power of his spoken word. Now listen. If God's word has that kind of power to keep the oceans from going berserk, keep the mountains from collapsing, keep the stars, how do they do it? They just stay up there. They don't fall down. It's all held together by the word of God. Now listen, if God's word is that powerful, to keep the mountains from collapsing, the stars from falling out of the sky, don't you think that that word is powerful Amen. enough to hold us together? Amen. That's right. I shared with you before I think about that little God encounter I had at Christmas time when the Lord, he made me go to my computer and look up breath of heaven and find out those words. And I think I've sang it to you before, but I'll do it again tonight. Just that little chorus. Breath of heaven, hold me together, be forever near me, breath of heaven. Now listen, friends, that's the heart of our Father, to breathe on us, to release his life and his power consistently and constantly into our hearts, into our bodies, into our souls. And by that I mean he fully intends for this living, breathing word to affect our minds, to affect our wills, to affect our emotions, to actually quicken us in our bodies. Check out Romans 8.11. But right now I want you to look at 2 Timothy 3.16 because we know this verse. We've read this verse hundreds of times. But we've got to get another angle here. The King James says that all scripture is inspired of God and is anybody know the next word in King James? Profitable. Okay, here's what the NIV says. All scripture is God breathed. And it's useful. Again, I love the word profitable because listen, right, there's this gas war going on in Brookings right now, huh? Are you filling up where it's 329 or are you heading over to where it's 308? Tell me about you. What are you doing, Jim? (laughs) What? Oh, my husband says, don't you go over there. You got to go over here. I mean, if you know that you're going to get a good deal somewhere, you go over there, right? We want what's profitable. The Bible says that the scripture is God-breathed and it's to your advantage. That's what that means. It sets you up, it promotes you, it programs you for success, for prosperity. So, yes, when I call for the breath of God, I'm calling for, oh, I forgot to finish. 
Okay, the passion. Let's look here because this has another little angle on this. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. So just so you didn't catch it, the breath of God is the Holy Spirit. It will empower you. Do you believe that? It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you into deeper into the path of godliness. What I just want you to see is that the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. So when I'm calling for the breath of God, I'm calling for the Holy Spirit. When I'm spending time in the word of God, I'm inviting God to breathe on me. To impart his life and his power and his wisdom and his grace to impact my heart, your heart, our very lives. So this entire matter we've been discussing about declaring the word of God, it's another way to look at it. I'm inviting God to breathe on me. And we've given several reasons thus far. I think I've done about eight. I'll just do a kind of a mini review here. Number one, to build our faith. Number two, to cooperate with God in this matter of transformation. And may I remind you, Romans 12, 2, it's not an option like, well, if you maybe want to grow in the Lord, if you want a transformed life. No, be ye transformed. And it only happens by the renewing of your mind. Reason number three why we want to declare God's word over our children, over our spouses, over our nations, over our workplaces and our churches and our schools is because we want to release the power of God, the most high God to work in whatever situation we find ourselves in. We actually have this privilege then of releasing the breath of God. We believe in sending the healing word to people. Does anybody ever do that? You're a little shy tonight. Anybody? All right. Well, then surely we can send the healing word to nations, the redemptive word to nations. Now, the scripture prophesies that in end times, Habakkuk chapter 2, 14, the NIV says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Well, how is that going to happen? It's because you and I, who house the glory, we who are the dwelling places of the Most High God, with his radiance and his splendor, we are the ones who will be releasing the glory. And how do we do it? I happen to know that Dave and Jeannie, Pastor Dave and Jeannie, feel very strongly that one of the purposes of our church right here in this community is to raise up worship and to raise up praise so that we can establish his presence and his kingdom in this city, in this area, right? We can do the same in our homes. Where we work, anytime we bless and praise his name. Well, the same thing happens, friends, with our stories and our testimonies. <laughs> wow. Remember last week, I didn't really talk about it. I just kind of surprised you at the end with a declaration. And we were declaring, it wasn't last week, I lose track of my time. But <clears throat> Anyway, the declaration was, we overcome with the word of our testimony. So let's go back. Did I give you that scripture, Revelations 12, 11? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, our testimony. Listen, your story matters. Nobody else has your story. Nobody else has your story. You need to get it out. 
Hallelujah. Our very lives release the glory of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ as we express it. It's got to come out of our mouth. And Jeremiah 1.12 says he watches over his word to perform it. Hallelujah. So I just want to encourage you again. Speak it. Declare it. Reason number four to speak the word of the Lord is to align our hearts with God's will. Maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. (laughs) The world has a way of pulling us down to its level. To make you think it's perfectly normal to be anxious, nervous, pressured, troubled. Everybody else has taken an anti-anxiety medicine, whatever. I mean, I'm just giving a tiny little example. They want to make us feel like the victim. Have you felt like a victim this week? Yeah, thank you for being being honest. It's easy. And by the way, anytime you hear yourself complaining, that's a little hint. I'm playing the victim here. But like I said, that's the way the world wants us to think. They want us to think how tired we are, how insignificant you are, how sick you are. No, friends, there's always a higher truth, and we've got to fill our minds and our hearts with who God says we are. I don't care if everyone else on the block is saying it. We have got to line our hearts and our mouths with what God is saying. Hallelujah. I mean, I was thinking this week again about Joshua and Caleb. I mean, we think, sure, I would have been just like Joshua and Caleb. Does everybody think that? What if there's, do you know there's two million people? It was Joshua and Caleb, and yes, the ten spies. Ten of them came back with this. We cannot get this done. Sure, yeah, yeah. We know that God said, and some of us think the same thing. Well, yeah, I know it says in the Bible, da-da-da-da, that's part of our inheritance, but... Well, we don't want to make excuses. I I keep wanting to urge you because that's what faith is. No matter what your experience is right now, and God's will is way over here, keep pursuing God's will. If it takes you 20 to 25 years to get there, and it's taken me a while in several of those different areas. I got myself lost here. But anyway, we want to declare the word and declare the word. If everybody else... Oh, I was talking about Joshua and Caleb. So they come back from this 40-day trip. And I don't know that it happened just in those 40 days. My guess is that there were some thoughts before those 40 days. Hmm, I wonder if this can really happen. But once they saw the ites... All the ites and the big giants, they, for, they were sure it cannot be done. And then the word comes out. And there's two million people who all cry and complain and say, we're with the ten. Can't be done. Would you still be able to stand up and say, God said the land is ours. I'm going to pursue it. Yeah, praise God. So, yeah, we all have a little growing to do, right? I don't know why I wrote all this, but I'm telling you there's hundreds of verses about God giving you strength. I constantly hear people saying, so tired. I'm so tired. 
I'm so tired. That's the mantra from the enemy, by the way. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How many verses are there on peace? Have you done a study? Hundreds of hundreds of verses. I dare you to study the word shalom. This week, um, last week, I don't know, one of these days I was meditating on Jeremiah 29, 11. Do we have that verse? Did they give it to you? I know. This is God talking. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Now, you need to understand this word thoughts up here and think because we're not, think, we're not saying that God's not saying, well, it crossed my mind or once or twice in the last month. No, he's, this means strategizing. This means devising. This means plotting and planning. So God is in heaven strategizing, plotting and planning how in the world he can get Michael Watson to live in shalom. That thought, that word says thoughts of peace. That's the word shalom. Shalom. It's not just freedom from anxiety. We're talking about tranquility, peace, completeness, wholeness, safety, protection. It's quite a word. Harmony in all your relationships. Start declaring that one, huh? Praise be to God. And I looked it up again this week thinking, well, maybe I'm missing a word or two. (laughs) And sure enough, there's the word happy. In Strong's Concordance, and unconcerned. Wow. That word always makes me think of my friend who had Jesus appear to him when he was on a stress test in a hospital. And Jesus walked through the wall, of course, right into the room. And he said later, he says, the the two things that stood out to me about Jesus was, number one, he was so happy. He was just glowing and beaming. And the second thing was he was completely unconcerned. There was no, it was like he didn't have a care in the world. Wow. And this matter of, well, let me just read a couple of these words one more time. And don't be afraid to just lift up your hand and say that one. I'll grab that one. I'll take that one. Peace, tranquility, wholeness, harmony in all your relationships, safety. Protection, prosperity, well-being. Did I give you Isaiah 53, 5? This is from the Amplified. Jesus Christ was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our wickedness, for our sin, our injustice, and our wrongdoing. The punishment for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes we are healed. So shalom includes health. It includes completeness. And Jeannie has this amazing definition. Which says nothing missing, nothing lacking. So throw that one in too, guys. So yes, we want to speak those kind words. Those kind of words over ourselves. Why? Because we have to calibrate, recalibrate our hearts and our minds constantly to what the word of God says. I think I shared with you before about when Jesus began his ministry, Matthew 4, 17. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
For years, we think we've been taught repent just means to cry your eyes out, be sorry. We do have to mourn for our sin, friend. But it really means to change your thinking. Because the kingdom is at hand. All of the realities of the kingdom. So this verse still applies to us every single day. If you want to experience any of the realities of the kingdom, you have to change the way you think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to keep changing. Pastor Dave's been trying to encourage us. Be willing to change. Match the mind of Christ. That's what we want. We have to bring God's thoughts to that high place. That's what pent means, you know, like penthouse. Bring our thoughts, God's thoughts, to the high place. All right, number five reason to declare the word of God is to tear down strongholds. Oh, wow. You know, um, they, they've done studies on the brain, and they say there really are such a thing. Strongholds. Thoughts that just keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. We come to certain conclusions. Yep, I'm disorganized. Yep, I'm disorganized. Yep, I'm disorganized. I can't speak in front of a crowd. I can't speak in front of a crowd. I can't speak in... You know those kind of negative things yeah. that keep... We do actually build strongholds. But what we want to do, I mean, the Bible does not say just, um, that, that phrase, cast down arguments. It's not that you can just touch it and it'll fall over. It, we're talking about the word demolish. Cast it down. We're talking about some warfare. In fact, this is the verse that we quote all the time for spiritual warfare. Cast down arguments. Lies. I think it's Francis Fragipane that says every area in your life that does not glisten with hope, it means we're believing a lie. Now that's kind of scary. It's like, how many lies do I have? Taking root down there. Well, like I said, let's just keep going from where we're at and just keep pursuing. Get the word of God into our mouth. Number six, declare the word. The reason why we do it is to combat discouragement. We need joy, not at the end of the battle, but in the middle of the battle. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Number seven, we declare the word because it's pure and simple prophecy. Aren't we told we're supposed to covet prophecy? First Corinthians 14, I think, verse 1. Covet. Desire strongly. That you can prophesy. Start by being the best, the, the best encourager you know on yes. your block. And let's speak the word Amen. to each other. Yeah. Hallelujah. We spoke last time about speaking to the dead things in our life. Remember the valley of dead bones? Yeah, God didn't say, okay, now step aside and watch, and I'll do it for you. No, he says, you prophesy to the dead bones. Okay, number eight reason why we want to declare the word of God is to set the direction of our life. And we talked about this last time, that God has given us an absolute foolproof means of investing in our future by speaking his words. Words that Jesus said are spirit and they are life. And if we believe the Bible in any way, we've got to take this matter seriously that we will have 
what we say. Proverbs 18.21. Jesus said it too, and I think I actually typed that over there for you, Jeremy. Did I mark 11.23? Yeah, we're going to start right. I just want you to peek at this verse for a minute here because... It's the way of the believer again. Remember, we talked about this many times. We believe in our heart and we confess it with our mouth. And sometimes we think, well, yeah, but it's a lot more important what we believe. It's true. What we believe determines what we say. I mean, right? Jesus said, out of the abundance of our mouth. But this verse, it says, Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Three times the word say, one time the word believe. It just simply has to be in our mouth. So I want to keep going because I want to share two more arguments. Is that the right way to put it? Suggestions. For why we want to put the living, breathing word of God into our mouth. Number nine, we declare the word of God no matter how we feel. No matter what we see. No matter what my past has dictated. I do it because I intend to be an overcomer. If you've studied Revelations 2 and 3 at all, you know that not every believer will be described at the end as an overcomer. Even though we've all been gifted with the grace, completely sufficient grace to overcome, not everybody will. And I don't know about you, but I've made it an absolute pursuit to live in all the victory that Jesus has given me. Exactly. The very champion of Calvary lives in me. He lives in you. Listen to this great verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say that with me. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14. We're going to read it from the New American Standard here. Again, it starts with this preposition, but. We'll talk about that in a minute. But thanks be to God who always, always, always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always, friends. Now, the preposition, but, is kind of interesting because to me that means that in spite of. No matter what is going on around you. No matter what those voices are screaming at you. The God who cannot lie says he has already given us the victory. I remember the day I got this revelation. I was dealing with, what, my 85th diagnosis of a yeast infection. And I had already begged God. I had already prayed consistently and constantly. I'd already sought his face for healing. But that day, this little song popped into my head. And this verse. And I decided, you know what? I think that I've been misunderstanding this whole business. It looks to me like, as far as God's concerned, can we go back to that other verse? 
the one in uh, 1 Corinthians 15? <clears throat> because it looks to me like, as far as God's concerned, yeah. the victory's already mine. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I've been trying to pull up this old song in my spirit for weeks now, ever since I started on this message, and I cannot remember it. But that day it was fresh and it was alive and I started dancing around the house and singing this song and I put different words in it talking about I'm delivered from these yeast infections. I'm delivered. I'm delivered. It's mine. I'm taking it. I mean, I saw it that day. You know what I mean? Do you ever have that happen? That's mine. That's mine. And I grabbed it and I seized it and I sung it and I danced around the house and the joy took over, friends. Listen, once we know it, it's easy to declare it, right? Well, at least I hope so. (laughs) But it works the other way around, too. That's what I want you to know. Say you're reading it, and maybe you just came across this verse. I hope that hope is stirring in your heart right now about some area in your life. And you're thinking, really? Is that true? Yeah, I hope the hope is is rising right now in your heart. And what do you do then? You start to declare it by faith. And you declare it, and you declare it, and you declare it, even though you might hear those voices. That's not true for you. That'll never happen. Not for you. That disease has been in your family for boom, 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 boom. Oh, you know that can't be. I mean, there's all these lies but we declare it by faith. Joyce Myers explained that she was declaring that she was speaking in front of thousands years before she ever was in front of a crowd. And Steve Bachland said the same thing, 25 years before one of his declarations came true. I mean, how about Abraham? Do you think it ever came out of his mouth? God's going to make me a father of many nations. I'm sure there was a lot of doubt several of those days. And like I said before, that gap between our experience of what we are experiencing and what we see as God's will, that's called faith. That's right. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's right. right. And friend, may I give you a little secret? You're going to know when the truth is yours because your emotions will change. Hope will arise. Joy will take over, like my little dance around the house, right? I grabbed it. I took it. I seized it because I understood it was mine. And it's yours, friend. Hallelujah. So number 10 reason for declaring the word of God is I want my prayer life to be alive. I don't ever want to be guilty again ever of not believing God. I want to move from what Steve Bachman calls old wineskin praying yeah. to new wineskin praying. I think you've actually typed some of these in the bulletin once before. The new wine, the new life, the new heart, the new way of living in the victory of Christ. It's all going to burst if we try to put it in this old attitude, this old way of trying harder. The old way... To pray is to beg. It's to pray long and hard. You've heard people say it. I prayed all night. Or with a whole lot of words, because after all, we have to tell God every detail of the problem because his hands are tied. He's not willing. He's not. No. New wineskin praying, there is this new attitude like, wow, what Jesus said might be true. That the Father delights 
to give us what we're asking in his name. And like the centurion, we understand authority. What do you say to Jesus? You don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. Oh, man, that's rich, friends. Just speak the word. Glory to God. So we speak the word with authority. We thank God in advance. We praise him for the answer before it shows up. And instead of listing all the details of the problem and treating God like he's unwilling and unkind and like his hands are tied, no, we rejoice in his heart of love to provide for our every need. Can I take like two minutes to just show you a little story? Mark chapter 4. There's this big storm. Pastor Dave just hinted at it a little bit earlier. Here's Jesus sleeping at the back of the boat. The wind is howling. The waves are crashing. It's scary for those seasoned fishermen. And there was Jesus just sleeping. And what do they say? Teacher, don't you care? Come on, we're going to drown here. Throughout this entire account, the disciples are blaming the sleeping Jesus for their problems. And after they wake him up, they pray. (laughs) That's right. Please just see that as part of the story. They woke him up. They prayed. They asked him to deal with the issue. And verse 39 and 40 says he arose. He rebuked the wind. He said, peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But Jesus turned to them and said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I'm sure they're asking themselves or even saying to Jesus, okay, what do you mean no faith? That's why we woke you up. So you could deal with this problem. Now, Jesus' angle was, I've been talking to you guys. I've been teaching you. I've been showing you how to take authority over things. It's one thing to believe that Jesus can do it. It's another to believe that we can do it in his name. Hallelujah. Now, what's our mentality? Are we saying, come on, Jesus, wake up. Wake up and deal with this problem. We might even have the other mentality, don't you care? Or maybe we should take Jesus' hint. (laughs) Let's build up our faith. Let's pursue this kind of faith that we have authority in his name, that we have been given the victory and overcoming grace for every situation. I'll quit right there. Stand up with me. I got a couple declarations for you. Hallelujah. Am I way past, like, I don't have your attention anymore? Are you with me? All right. Here we go. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. Every promise in this book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Every chapter, every verse, I declare and decree decree that increasingly increasingly I possess every promise of God God. and every one of them them has already been stamped stamped. yes Yes. in Jesus Christ. Christ. I believe and therefore I speak. 
I decree a thing and it's established. I'm framing my world with my words. I'm speaking to the mountains in my life. I'm prophesying to those dead bones. And I'm reigning in life. By one Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm, hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you so much that you, you have Jesus. marked us for success. Hallelujah. Your gracious hand is upon you, every Jesus. single person you, in this house. Yes, you have commanded the blessing hallelujah. upon everyone yes, in this house, and it thank cannot you, be reversed. It thank cannot you, be reversed. Praise That's be to right. Jesus. Thank you that you have given us this profitable yes, word of God. You have hallelujah. put us... At an advantage. Thank you, you, Lord, that that word is in our heart. That word is in our mouth. And we are daily breathing and releasing your power into our situation. We thank you. Thanks be to God. Say it with me. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. Glory to God. So go out and win, friends. Succeed. Glorify Jesus in everything we say and do. Hallelujah. I'd be glad to pray with anybody who wants any prayer. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.